With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here we go, it's the Copyright Podcast. Got it again, you He's done it! Again. That is a fucking fucking little bastard! He does it He's done it again! He's done it again! Well, that is obviously a tribute to Michael Edwards because he's fucking done it again. <laughs> in a deadline day special. It's really good to do one of these because we've never fucking done one because Liverpool don't do deadline day deals. I'm talking Conor Plianka fucking fuck up. I'm talking Tim Dempsey fuck up. I'm talking Michael Royce never arriving. I'm talking that little bastard called Nabil Fakir. He never fucking turned up. But guess what? We've signed two fucking centre-backs. Fuck off January because we wanted you for weeks and you've delivered on the final day. Thank you very much, Michael Edwards. Obviously, deals are subject to completion. Yeah, they are. Up, well, up, up to now. Yeah, up to now, everything looks fucking good. So, let's flip a coin. Flip. Who are we going to talk about first? Let's talk about Ben Davis because we knew about that last night, didn't we? We talked yeah. about that after the match. Um, we knew that was happening. So, Ben Davis is signing from Preston. He's had his medical this afternoon. That's yeah. all tied. Now, that's now boxed off. Ben Davis has arrived from Preston. 500 grand up front. And then we've got add-ons, depending on his successful Liverpool, the amount of appearances he's going to make, 1.1 million in total. And Preston have very cleverly done a 20% uh, sell-on clause as well, which I think is really, really good uh, from a Preston perspective. I think they've done, done well with that as well. Um, Mick, going to come to you first on Ben Davis. I know we don't know much about him. We've discussed this, but solid. I'm, I'm happy with this. I'm happy with it. I mean, I said last night, like, I, what I know about him is what I've gleaned off Twitter. Like, people saying he's he's good. He's, yeah, like you said, Jay, like the generic term, like he's good on the ball, ball carrying defender. He's he's a left footer, which is good as well. So if he plays left sided, it, it's, it's always a good option to have someone there. Uh, seems like he's got good recovery pace from what, from what I've read from Preston fans. But I mean, it's, it's all. Subject to him acclimatizing to that to that step up to the Premier League, it's all well and good doing a championship, albeit a championship's a very good league and it's very physical, like you said on the the last pod, Jay. But it's it's the um, it's the acclimatization to 
to, to the Premier League. But I, I think Klopp loves that. You know, I he loves getting a little player in who's you can see he's got a high ceiling and going, yeah. right, we can we can mould this fella into what we want. And he's he's gonna be absolutely ch- chomping at the bit to get to the club. Like he, I think he nearly went to Celtic, didn't he? Like Neil Lennon said, we've we snatched him from under their noses. So yeah, um, it, he's going to be made up, and he's going to want to learn and just soak it all up. And even if he doesn't play that many games, because obviously we're going to talk about the other fella, Kabak looks like the main one. Even if he just comes and he, he plays like a rotation type thing at the minute, it's 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 win win. It's literally win win because he's going to be happy and we're happy, what whatever. And we've got him for a cheap deal, so it's it's true. I'm sound by that. True. Uh, today I had a conversation with a lad uh, called Adam Pearson. Uh, no fucking relation to me whatsoever, uh, but I've known him for a few years. And his cousin uh, is Ben Pearson, who's just signed for Bournemouth from Preston. Um, oh, right. And uh, obviously uh, Ben plays a, a long time at Preston, so he knows uh, Ben Davis really well. Uh, Adam told me that he's a good all-rounder. He's been one of the favourites at Preston for a long time and he always seems to do well at the annual awards, play of the season stuff, fans play of the year, stuff like that and got good pedigrees in terms of that and clean sheets and stuff. So, yeah, uh, that's all. You know, I always take him on his good work because he knows what he's talking about, especially if his relative plays for the club as well. But, Tim, uh, what I really like about this transfer with the Ben Davis thing is it's sort of going a bit old school, isn't it? Because we are looking to the lower leagues and that's a big, a big club like Liverpool is plucking a... Uh, a potential, you know, future star, if you like, um, from Preston and put him into the into the into the spotlight, which is really good for the game. It's really good for young lads like uh, like Ben Davies, and I, it's just like exciting all around when you see that type of thing happening, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think it's certainly the positive about it is that you know this guy's this guy is who's come from Preston and obviously isn't isn't the biggest club in the world has a chance. Uh, you know, being a real success and and a kind of like a real good like story at Liverpool. And and the thing is that for me, you look at the who's who Klopp has brought in, and he's he's brought in players who have been relegated to the Championship before. You can't forget that Genie was relegated, Robertson was relegated. So it's it's not like we've you know um, gone away from that or or never done it before. So it's. It's it's nothing that's going to be like massively new. I think that the the good thing is that the kid's coming in with a point to prove. You know, he's he's coming in. He's this championship level player. He's going to have a lot of, you know, other other clubs fans going, "Oh, who the fuck is this kid?" You know, like what are Liverpool doing? All this kind of stuff. And you know, that gives him every opportunity to be, you know, to kind of shrug pre- shrug off pressure and and kind of actually soak up as, as Mick said, soak up his time at Liverpool and and actually reach his potential as a player. Because I mean, I've, I've I've, since the news broke that we were we were kind of making moves for him, I've had a look at some of his highlights and, and what he can do, and he he does seem like a solid, you know, a, a solid centre back. Yeah. Did you go on? Tim, Tim, did you go onto YouTube and type in Ben Davis? Welcome to Liverpool. Yeah. Some, <laughs> someone's put like a ten minute compilation with like the worst dance music in the world, and you've yeah, got exactly. like, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, no, but he, I mean, the one thing that that took me back about it was was his ability to play the ball over the top, and I think that's probably one of the things that was most attractive to Klopp, alongside the fact that he's a left footer. But one of the one, obviously everyone looks good in the highlight tape, but one of the things that was consistent. Um, was that ball over the top and the fact that he does look down the field to to kind of switch play very, very quickly, which obviously works. Um, and obviously we've been seeing more and more of as we've come into form the last couple of games from the likes of Henderson and, and what we normally see from, from Van Dijk. So I think that that is a positive in his game that that will be used by the likes of Klopp and, and something he probably liked when he, when he had a look at him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mick, I mean... 
when you think about the, the type of defenders that that we are going for, Ben Davies offers you know something like an all rounder, doesn't he? Because he's you know with, with being a British player, that's another big positive for the game uh, in my book, and a big positive for us. Uh, as a football club anyway, but it'd be nice to see uh, that option. I mean, at the end of the day, it'd be, be quite interesting to do our predicted lineups um, for, the, for the next couple of games. But obviously, we've woke up this morning and we knew that deadline day was going to be interesting for Liverpool in terms of signing Ben Davies and we knew that that one was happening. But obviously, we didn't expect there to be a second one in terms of like, you know, the, there was rumours of it late last night, but obviously today it has developed the, the longer the day's gone on. And then, you know, by mid-morning, it was a case of, right, we've, we've, there's loads of names being thrown around. You know, there's the lad from Marseille. Um, there was there was another fellow as well. I think it was someone from Braga. That was the one, yeah. Couldn't remember his fucking name because he's not yeah. important. I don't know who the fuck he is. I've not played him on FIFA, so I don't know who he is. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, obviously, mate, uh, the big name that was thrown around in December was one of the people's top five was Kabak, uh, Ozan Kabak from Schalke, and it looks like Liverpool, you know, Touchwood are going to get their man. So, what are your thoughts on the twenty-year-old arriving from Schalke, Mick? Uh, yeah, it's been. It seems like we've been linked with them for a while, but yeah, it's 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 a no-brainer. Like if the, if the if what Paul Joyce has said, like one million upfront loan fee, and then we get to the side in June if we want to exercise the eighteen million option. It's just Michael Edwards masterclass again because we get to see after the six after the um, however long it is five six months if we if if he acclimatizes in the way we expect him to because he's a twenty year old kid like he's bound to there's a load of progression in Leo to do and I don't know if I mean it's it's even if it doesn't work out and he and he ends up going back then it it doesn't matter we bring it's bring us bring another body in there's a prospective deal there for eighteen million which in today's market's really cheap he's twenty years old. I mean, I've, I've only what what like Tim said with uh, Davis. I've only seen like YouTube clips of of Kabak, so I, I haven't seen that much of him. But looks like a physical guy. He's got he's he's great in the air. He's six foot one. He meets the profile terms of that because he's he's tall. Um, he's he looks physical. He's got a bit of pace. I think the only thing people say about him is his passing. I mean, he's, he he can do it, but I, I think that's the only thing like being a, a bit more adept on the ball. But that can, that comes with that can come with time, and if he's playing. Long, long term with Van <laughs> Van Dykes and, and Gomez and Matip to the world, then that's only going to improve. So, um, yeah, another another masterclass. If 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 them if them figures are right, then yeah, I'm absolutely made up with that, and it gives us another option in there. Yeah, true, mate. And uh, Weez has just said exactly what's needed: uh, someone to maybe challenge Gomez to partner Virgil Van Dijk, another body in uh, in Davies yeah. as well, and Martin Barn. You are absolutely spot on there, mate. Uh, Tim, I'm going to come to you with this comment as well from Mountain Bliss. Uh, thanks for joining us on YouTube, mate. Uh, is Kabak going to be a long-term prospect? Uh, sorry if I missed this bit. No, mate, you've not missed it. We're, we're right on track talking about it. Uh, Tim, do you feel he is a long-term prospect? Obviously, uh, like what Mitch, Mick uh, just touched on, th- there was talk all day, wasn't it, about the obligation to buy, you know, getting him on loan now so you don't have to pay the, the big fee now, get it done, signed. Uh, but then you've got the obligation to buy him in, in the summer. Now, obviously, there's always been these rumours that uh, the main target for Liverpool was up in Meccano, which we, we, we blatantly knew we weren't going to get him in January. So that obligation to buy would put the frightener on us and a lot of fans today. But obviously, now it's been it's broke that it is optional. Um, it is, a, I'd probably say it is a, a long-term prospect if he performs. If he doesn't, it's like what Mick said, he can fuck off. But what do you think? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think that he's got... You know, it's it's looking at what fifteen 
probably about 15 Premier League games and potentially a couple of Champions League appearances to kind of prove that he's he's going to be here or deserves a place at the club long term. You know, he's a 20-year-old. He's very physical. He's he's more of an old-school centre-back that's really, really strong in the challenge, really, really good in the air. Um, he has a tendency, by the looks of things, to hold on to the ball a little bit too much, which obviously um, Klopp doesn't really appreciate in the centre-back. But obviously, I, I assume that he will be... Uh, Klopp will train that out of him kind of thing. Um yeah. I think so. I think that he is a pre- he is the type of centre back that is suited to a long term career in, in in the Premier League in terms of his physicality, his the way he, the, just how good he is in the air, and and you know he's he's quick. He's you know he's pretty quick for a guy's size. He looks like a fairly stocky dude. And I thought you know when I first saw him, I thought oh, he's probably going to sh- struggle to move. You know he, he he's not going to be that quick. But when he when he gets going, he's he's good and he um, he is a little bit rash in the challenge. But then again, he's twenty. So yeah, I, I agree. I, I agree. He's got he's got kind of like a few months to prove himself. And if Klopp likes what he sees on the training ground and and on uh, you know on the football pitch, then you know why not? At the end of the day, it's not like we're you know brimming with centre backs at the club. So why not keep on a, a twenty year old that's that has a, a big potential? And hey, look, if it doesn't work out and Klopp doesn't like what he sees, at the end of the day, we've got him till summer, and he's another body to fill in. You know, until the likes of Van Dijk and, and Gomez come in. And then you know it's not like we've broken the bank to get him and and are now out of out of pocket, so we can't get a, a player like Ubmakano or or Botman come summertime. So it's it's a win win, and and this is what we've been talking about for a while is that we need a a quality player on even on loan just for till the end of the season just to fill a void until until we've got our starting centre backs back. So I think it's yeah. a, it's a great piece of business, and whether he's long term a long-term prospect or not, I think that it's it's doing us a justice for the rest of the season. Yeah, true. Uh, Mick, um, 77 appearances uh, in in his, in his career in terms of football. Uh, Galatasaray, Stuttgart and Schalke scored six goals uh, in that time, obviously, so he's not uh, the type of player that'll, uh, that'll go up and, and, and get you a few goals, but at six foot one, mate, as a centre-half, that you just want him to fucking defend out here at the end of the day. Yeah, and it's he's probably going to be more of a Phillips type than a than than a Van Dijk or Gomez, but it it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like it, it Klopp, like I said with um, with Davis, it's the same thing. Like he, he'll he'll absolutely thrive on getting this player in who they've obviously scouted for a long time and and watched yeah. them. And they've got a load of stats and whatever else on them. And if he hasn't, if he doesn't admit that uh, hit the right markers in terms of what they want, then they wouldn't have they wouldn't have went for him. That, that's plain and simple. Obviously, Klopp doesn't settle for second best. I don't know Ben Davis was completely out of left field, but they've done it before with Fabinho and Yotta. So it's yeah. always surprising everyone. So um, it's it's just good that we're getting two more bodies in, and like we said, because like um, Kabak could be really good. Like he's got to get players in who like. Davis, who he's going to be excited from chomping at the bit. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But for Kabak, that's a long, that's definitely a long term thing because even though we're just getting him on the loan for now, like he's only twenty, like he'll be twenty, I think he's twenty one in in March. So he's he's still a grown boy, and um, even if playing alongside Matip and all those other like play, defending against Salamane and Firmino and training, that instantly makes you better. Clearly, well, this is what I want. This, sorry, mate. Sorry, sorry. You just put me on to my next question. We might as well cover it while you just you just very nicely ease my way into that one. What I want to ask you, mate, was there's been a lot of talk today about he's playing in a side that has conceded 49 goals in the Bundesliga in the bottom of the league, right? 
and they're saying, why the fuck are we signing him? Because he's he's playing in a relegation for the team. Now, Paul Merson also touched on it today as well, the fact that he's playing in a negative environment. You've got this thing where, oh, we're probably going to get beat again to go to a Liverpool environment where you know they're expecting to win every week. Can his mentality change? Yes, of course it fucking can, because he's going to go play with the former champions of Europe, the current champions of uh, the Premier League, and technically the champions of the world. Just technically. Just a little bit of a technicality there. We still are clutching at straws. Yes, I know I am, viewers. But... I don't see that being a big of an issue, do you? Absolutely not. That's just bullshit. Trying to get trying to get clicks clearly, and it's obviously Merson. So whatever he says, you just take it with a pinch of salt because it's usually bullshit. Um, yeah, it, it, that's got no burden on anything. It's got no burden because we've we've signed players from. Like we signed Ben Davis from the Championship. We we signed Robertson. We signed Wijnaldum. We with it's not. It's not a new thing that we're we're getting someone out who no one expects, and we can we can make them into something a lot better. Like Klopp is the best coach in the world at getting players and molding them into what he wants. And like, yeah, a twenty year old coming in doesn't matter. Like, if he's in a shit team, he's in a shit team. I mean, what didn't one of their players got join Juventus last summer? Was it Kessie? I think he joined, and he's and he's playing really well for them. So it's and, and yeah. they were doing shit. So it it doesn't it doesn't matter. He can't. He can't make them amazing just on his own. I mean, like, there's only a certain level of player that can do that, like a Virgil Van Dijk or someone like that. If he went to any team, he'd instantly make them climb the table. But well, like, well, this that, is it, Van Dijk. When Van Dijk was at Southampton, mate, he was he was still playing a side that was conceding goals and losing games. Yeah, and then he moved to Liverpool, and then obviously we, we do it. You know, you, when you've got. A player like that, you take him out of one team, you put him in another one, who automatically comes be better, doesn't he? Because of all the players that he's playing around, which is what you've just been saying there, mate. So I agree with you. Exactly, and he's got he's got the best keeper in the world behind him, Allison. He's he's going to have Matip alongside him, hopefully in 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 the near future. He's got Fabinho just ahead of him. He's got Hendo and fucking Thiago. He's got Robertson and Trent on either side of him, and he's got he can make, do long balls to um to to, <laughs> to Mane and, and Salah and Firmino. It's just. And Shaq as well. So uh, yeah. he he's, he can be a really good prospect. I mean, I haven't seen him enough to give him a, a proper summary of what of what of what I think of him. But the bits I have seen, he looks like a really good one. And it's for me, it's another note. It's like I said, both of them, it's win win on both of them. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna lose anything here because if they, if they both don't work out, then we go right in the summer, bang, up a McCann yeah. or Canate yeah, or whoever else you you, you want to see us being linked with a Carmo. Maybe if that if that becomes an option in the summer, so. It's Michael Edwards as best again. Yeah, it's true. And uh, again, this is a really good comment uh, where he's saying like Robbo, Shaq, they were all with relegated teams and look at them now. Absolutely spot on. Uh, and Gene, and he just said it's a class bit of business from Liverpool. It certainly is. Yeah. Stick with Kabak for, for the minute though, Tim. Um, James Pierce's you know when I say James Pierce, I think like I'm fucking saying my own full name there. Um, James Pierce has uh, said that uh, Klopp had spoken to David Wagner, obviously who managed uh, Kabak at Schalke, and it was a bit of a try before you buy, um, which I think, again, it just stands to the test of uh, Mike Edwards being Mike Edwards. But it is a bit of a try before you buy, isn't it, Tim? And with Klopp speaking to his best mate, David Wagner, and you're going to trust your best mate, are you, when he's recommending a play to you? Yeah, I mean, I, and he has no reason to screw him over at the end of the day. It looks like Schalke are going to go down regardless of, of Kabak being in the team. And I mean, all these people coming in and going, oh, yeah, but, you know, like as we just talked about, oh, yeah, but they've conceded 49 goals and Schalke are crap. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's a central defender. He can't score 28 goals a season and 
you know keep 15 clean sheets at the same time like it's he's one guy on a, on a field with with tw- surrounded by 21 other guys he can only control so much yeah um so it's you know it, that, that's a ridiculous statement to make and half half of our team has have have been from sides that either relegated or weren't very good, and all of a sudden they come come up and play on the clock, and all of a sudden they're you know top five in the position in the world. So that's not something I'm I'm, I'm remotely worried about. Uh, so yeah, it is what it is. It's it's a good piece of business, and, and like you say, it's it's a win win at the end of the day. And if 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 Klopp's got word from his best mate that this kid's obviously you know a talent and one to watch and and get hold of it now while you can, then. I, I have every faith in everything to do with Jurgen Klopp, yeah. to be honest. So if, if his mate's given the thumbs up, then I'd, I'd have every, every faith to believe him too. Fair play. Uh, Dev's just put in a comment as well. Dev, good evening, because I know it's in the middle of the night for you over there, pal. Um, he's saying he doesn't paint the whole picture because uh, he's saying about his injuries. Well, I've, I've had a look at the injuries uh, while we've been talking and he, said, he says here that the injury was out for 79 days. Yes, but he only missed three games in those 79 days because it was COVID-related. Um, not the injury, the fact that the span between the games because the seasons were shut down. So he missed only three games for that. And then before that, uh, he was injured between July and August, mate. So 54 days there, but that's pre-season again, and just to start the beginning. So he only missed three days then. So he doesn't tend to pick up those injuries unless they are sort of, because one was a foot injury and one was a vertebrae injury as well, mate. So, Dev, appreciate you bringing it up, pal, and you're absolutely spot on the it's a lot of days that the player's out for. But when you actually look at it, they were between when the season was shut down and in pre-season as well, mate, and he still recovered. So we're all right there uh, on that one. Um, so, but again, you know, it, it's good to bring it up because we do need to know about defensive record um, injuries, don't we, Mick? Because at the end of the day, our fucking players at centre-half are made of what's it's at the minute. Yeah, well, I, that, I think that's probably what behind the thinking of bringing two in, just to kind of solidify that, because like between Matip and Fabinho, unfortunately, they do pick up quite a few injuries. So to bring two in, it just gives you that extra buffer to, um, to, to allow those, because obviously we've been struck with horrendous luck with Van Dijk and Gomez, and then obviously Matip as well. Yeah. Having Hendo and Phillips in the last game, and we've still managing to do so well is just it is a miracle really that we're still managing to, to put those performances in so having two centre halves in there and then allowing the rest of the team to, it all like we said we've said it over and over again, like it's the domino effect, having Fabinho back into CDM, having Thiago and Hendo back in midfield uh, Henderson back into midfield as well that'll just make us 10 times better. Like, I mean, Henderson was great at centre-half, but he's even better than centre-midfield where he can he can push us forward. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just waiting. Got uh, me notifications on LF, LFC's uh, Twitter just for, just to wait for the ping. But yeah, the official, yeah. It, yeah, it, well, should be, it should be shortly, I think. That's it, mate. I mean, like we said at the top of the pod, I don't think we're in the days anymore of Conor Plianka fucking falling over at the last minute. I don't think we're in the days of Clint Dempsey deal not going ahead, um, which I wasn't asked about anyway because I never wanted Jordan Henderson to leave in the fucking first place. But in terms of those days of uh, Ian Earth fucking up and stuff, those days are well and truly gone. So I've got no worries by the time we come off this podcast and we're looking through Twitter in the football universe that we will sign both of these players come the end of the night. Dev just pulled up uh, the injury history there as well. Again, we appreciate that, mate. Dev's like our little injury man over there now. We'll just leave that. So every time we do something like this, Dev can pull up the injuries and we'll just counterbalance them. Yeah. Dev's absolutely spot on. He's, a- he's had three injuries, um, Ben Davies, and they've all been hamstring ones. Um, he had two um, 
And if he had two within last season, which were 30 days each, and then he was out from October to November this year uh, for 33 days as well. So that's more of a bit of a worry for me in terms of it's three injuries of the same occurring one. But it, I, I, I don't think we should look too much into that, should we, Tim? No, I mean, I, I put it this way. I, I think that we're asking in, in specifically these two. I mean, we're, we're kind of asking for, for three or four months of consistency out of them, which... I don't think is is a massive ask. I don't think that obviously that it's it's not the case neither on a Joel Matip where it's kind of like three games in, five games out kind of thing. So obviously, uh, despite their injury history, I think that they do see both of them. Obviously, do see significant periods of time in between those injuries. Um, so yeah, I think I think well, it's it's more of a short term fix than a than a long term kind of like we're putting our backs and the club on on these two signings. I think that these guys are more kind of like the second, the guys who are coming in to fill in, uh, that we've talked about Ben Davis, just uh, Ben Davis, uh, being a uh, kind of like a body, kind of someone who can fill in in case of an injury. And obviously Kabak is, I mean, we'll see how he how he comes in and, and how he does, but I don't see him, unless he's superb immediately, I don't see him coming in and, and next season starting over the likes of Joe Govers and, and Van Dyke. So I think we're asking him to play kind of a, a lover and a Matip role when we are fully fit, you know, guys who are coming in to play cup games, filling in for for minor injuries or major ones. Fingers crossed, nothing nothing major happens to either yeah. uh, Van Dijk or Gomez in the future. But I think it's it, these are more signings for that. I don't think we need to look into these guys playing, you know, 40, 45 games a season when we're back to full health as a squad. So as as much as, yeah, it's, it is interesting to see their injury history. I don't think it massively... I don't think the workload in in coming years, if if they do stay, um, in coming years is going to be extreme to the point where you know these guys are going to be, have their bodies breaking down and, and all that kind of stuff. So, well, let's hope it, it, it. I mean, you make you know Tim makes a really good point, doesn't he? Make on that in terms of that's the way the balance is going to look at it. From the flip side, I would love it to be the opposite, where these two come in, they they might form a partnership themselves. There might be a game where Klopp decides, you know what. I'm throwing in the pair of them at centre-half so I can get Hendo and Fab back in the middle. Fuck it, I'm just going to gamble and throw both of them in there. They could end up being fucking phenomenal. One of those could end up partnering Van Dyke next season because, you know, I'm looking at, you know, poor Joe Gomez and, you know, he's, he's been dogged with, with injuries uh, over the years and we all, we're, you know, we're all well aware of his ability. Um, you know, Kabak, months ago when we were talking about a centre-half and even in the summer, Mick, he was one of the names before Upamecano turned up. Was he could be the Van Dyke partner? Yeah, and I think he's, he's the the that's the, obviously there because he, he's young enough to 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 do that. And I mean, it, it comes back to Klopp is, is like the is the best coach in the world. Like I said, that for these type of players, it's it's absolutely ideal for him, for him to come in. And obviously, learn our style. I mean, he's, they're probably going to have the thing is as well, which I haven't talked about. They're going to have to come in straight away, which is not really the Klopp thing to do, unless they're yeah. the Van Dykes of the world and whoever else. Unless you're top quality, you usually get a period on the sidelines where you'd have to um, acclimatize to the, to the role and whatnot. So they're going to have to come straight in and, and do a job. And it's it, there's a bit of pressure on them, but. Klopp, I imagine. Like, imagine Klopp was your manager. Like, imagine that every day. Like, you just you run through brick walls for him, and you you soak up all that knowledge that he's got. And like I said, playing with having to defend against Salah and Mane every day. Fucking hell, that makes you that'll make you five times better within a week. I reckon just just for that just for that alone. So 
Yeah, there's no there's no pressure in that regard as well. Like there's pressure because they're coming in and they're having to to fill in instantly, but there's no pressure ultimately because if it doesn't like I said, if it doesn't work out, then we're we're at, we're at no loss anyway because um, it, the, the the amount we're paying up front is absolutely minuscule in today's footy. So um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what 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 they bring. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, and Tim, with the. Uh... With this going forward now, like Mix just said, and he just brought us on to build, they are going to have to be thrown in at the deep end, aren't they? Um, so looking towards the future for Liverpool now, um, before we talk about the last part of this, uh, is do they does one of them or do both of them start against Brighton? Um, well, I think it, I think it depends on because obviously there's rumour that Fabinho might be back. I know it was a it was seen as a minor injury initially. Um, so I would expect that if he's back, that he would start alongside one of them or potentially Nat Phillips, um, depending on how they train over the next couple of days. I think probably plays a factor into it as well to see how how, how fit they are coming in. I expect them to be fully fit. They're both in the middle of the season. Um, yeah, I, I think that we might see the likes. I think we might see Kabak against Brighton. I'm not sure if we'll see Ben Davies just yet. Um uh, it's just it's 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 a shame. This is one of the things that that now kind of annoys me that we're out of out of cup competition, a league cup or an FA Cup because I, I feel like that's a, that's a game where you just throw them in and say, all right, yeah, exactly. play with you know play with a squad. You know, with, at the end of the day, we're, we're here for the Premier League and the champion and the Champions League. But yeah, I, th- I think especially with the position we're in now, I think it's every game is is pressurized because we are at the end of the day, if, if City, who look like they're likely to win the game in hand, seven points behind them. So I think every game from now till the end of the season is must win because of our our, our crap streak of form kind of December through January. Um, so it, it is kind of like, uh, you know, in, it's just a bit of a crappy start for them because at the end of the day, it is it is seriously weighted weight on their shoulders in terms of the pressure that they're experiencing over the over the first few games and. It'll be interesting because at the end of the day, this it could, go, it could go one or two. Well, not one or two ways, but it could go two ways. It could go, you know, these guys can't handle the pressure and they crumble, and we kind of see a see them both relegate to the bench and a continuation of of the defenders that we're seeing at the moment. Or yeah. you know, we see one one of these guys step up and and be the be the defender that we need and 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 take us to a, to another level this season until we get our our, our regular duo back or. Mat it back, or you know, and all of a sudden we get to see our, the midfield that we've all been waiting to see this season. Yeah, no, it's a really good point, mate. Really well said. Last thing I want to talk about with these two new players that gets all fans excited, Mick. The fucking squad numbers. What number are they <laughs> going to be? That's what we're going to talk about now. That's the last thing we'll talk about. That's where all the viewers just go, oh, fuck it, I'm not listening to that shit. Uh, but yeah, I just want to talk about it briefly because, you know, uh, if those of you who watch the channel for a long time on our YouTube channel, me and Mick do the squad number show and it's always a good laugh doing that. We need to do more of these, mate. We do. We need we to crack done, on and do more of them. I've done six. I've done six. We need to do number six, yeah. Don't be fucking giving in away. <laughs> um, right, so number two is available, which obviously was vacant by um, Nathaniel Klein. Yeah. Um, can't see that happening for centre halves because it'll mess with my OCD. But players like to have low numbers. So first of all, Mick, yes or no on number two? Uh, I think a back as number four, doesn't he, for Schalke? So yeah. I'm just looking as well at the numbers. So there's there's two. The... You're just going to take away from me flow here. I asked you. I asked you one simple right, fucking question. <laughs> two, yeah, he, he could he could go two just if he wants to stay low, but unless he's got like a you know these 
superstitious bastards that want to have like the same numbers. They want to go like forty-four or whatever, like or ninety-nine, like some mad bastard used to do, like strikers. Yeah. So it depends if you want to do that. But two, as a centre half, it would annoy me because obviously it's a right back number, but it, yeah. it's, it's bound to happen, isn't it? Okay, that's a no from Mick. Uh, Tim, yes or no for number two? Uh, no. Okay, that's a no. Yeah, I'm agreeing with that one. It annoyed me when Stefan Arnshaw did it. So, yeah, I'm not doing not that. <laughs> uh, number 16 is the next one. Obviously, 16 is a bit of an awkward number, really, because Marco Gruwich has had that number for, for years, but he's never fucking played it, uh, you know, properly in it. You know, he's had the odd first team game, but he's, he's still on loan at Portal, so we don't know what's happening there. Technically, he can have it. Uh, Mountain Bliss has just come up with a really cool comment. Four times four equals 16. It's a good shout. That is a really, really good shout. Um so yeah, so sixteen is on offer there. I rec- I put my money on one of them, haven't it? Uh, but Mick, sixteen for Kabak or Davis? I reckon Davis might have sixteen. Okay, because he's out. Cause already plays number six. I like what you're thinking there, mate. Yeah. Tim, are you saying that? I would go with that. Yeah, yeah. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, also available is the number nineteen shirt, obviously vacated by Sadio Mane uh, a few years ago before he switched to number ten. Um, Stephen Corker wore that shirt as well, so we've had a centre half wearing that as well. But then again, with Stephen Corker the way he played, I didn't know where he fucking played when he when he came on the pitch. Um, and obviously, other people that have worn it is uh, the likes of Ryan Babel, Stuart Downing, and Fernando Moriente. So Mick, number nineteen, good option. Or would would, would that would that mess with your mind too much? It would only because when I think of 19, I think of the players you've just mentioned, like the likes of Babel and Morientes, and they're always forward thinking or like attackers. So that it would, but yeah, I mean, it mess with you more than it would mess with me. It'd annoy me, Did but I knew, it, I knew it would absolutely keep you awake at night. But for me, it's <laughs> not. It's not, but I'd, I'd just get on with it, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, it's you, mate. I'm the weird one. Uh, Tim, number 19, yes or no? Uh, no, I think that's that's been reserved for for attacking players at this club for a while. Like you said, the likes of Morientes, Babel, Mane. There's, it's it's more of an attacking number. It's got nine in it, so that, yeah. most of the time that consists of an attacking player. So no, I don't Good think point, either of them would uh, would take that. Good point. Uh, number twenty two is available as well, but obviously um, that's more two, of a goalie goalie two, shirt. Isn't it? Two plus two equals four, though. Uh, another good shout, another good shout. Uh, ben Priest has put in, just going, why not just 44? I love it. And Ben Davis has put uh, uh, on Google, he's already down as uh, number 38. So Ben Davis is already down as 38. So he's got Flanagan's old number, apparently, but we'll wait to see that's confirmed. Um, obviously, there's 24 that's available. So Rian Brewster's old number. And um, before that, we've had the likes of uh, Joe Allen, oh, little, wee, little Wee Joe, little Welsh Chavy, uh, David and Gog, uh, Florence Cinema Pongol. You, you youngers might not remember him. Uh, Bernard Diomed, World Cup winner Diomed has, has worn it as well. And obviously Danny Murphy wore it as well as his first squad number at Liverpool. Number 24, I wouldn't mind. Uh, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't bother me too much, Mick. What about you? No, I think, yeah, I, I, I want Davis to have 16. I think I'm set on that now. And I, and I, I do think I do think a back's just going to piss you off, Jay, and go number two, you know? Just <laughs> he probably it. will. He probably will. Um the, the number 25 shirt's available as well, so I'm picturing Neil Ruddock, 25, big-ass centre-half uh, in the 90s. Pepperina was 25, yeah. Um, and technical last sort of player to have it um, in terms of, like, 
outfield was Cameron Brannigan when that didn't fucking work out too well. But yeah, Pepe Reina uh, was the most famous 25, I think. But obviously Neil Ruddock was 25 in the 90s and he was a big, big-ass centre-half, so you never know that would. And then you've got 28 as well, which brings a tear to my eye because that was uh, Danny Ings' number. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but obviously famous people have worn it as well, like Steven Gerrard. We won't talk yeah. about um, Christian Pulsar wearing that fucking thing either. Neither will we talk about Bruno Shearu. Um Yeah, so there's loads of other numbers you could go as well, but we're not. We'll be here all fucking night. So yeah, let's go with 16 or 24, 25. That'd be a lovely OCD photograph at uh, the AXA Training Centre. That'd be fucking nice. 24, 25. That'd be good. <laughs> Boys, it's been an absolute fucking pleasure. I must say, there's been some really good insight there. Thank you very much for doing your research. I appreciate it. Makes us all look fucking good on this channel, which is great. Um, deadline day, we've fucking pulled one off. It's amazing. Um, you know, Mick usually pulls one off when Thiago is playing football, but Liverpool have pulled another deadline day deal. We really appreciate it as well um, because the future looks a bit brighter now that we've got um, a little bit of comfort at the back now. So uh, my thanks to Mick and Tim, as always. Thanks to everybody in the comments that has joined us for the deadline day stuff. We really appreciate it. We've thrown it together last minute and you've fucking joined us. We love you to pieces. And uh, yeah, we'll see you before the Brighton game. See you later. Podcast Network.